0: Welcome to the High Vibe Tribe podcast with me, your host, Dawn Owen. I'm a wife, a mom, and an entrepreneur, a speaker, a zero BS coach, and a lover of the high vibe life. I help business leaders like you create huge breakthroughs in their life and business so that you can achieve the freedom and impact you want and deserve. In this podcast you will hear me talk all about mindset, money and magic. The power trio that I know will get you where you want to go fast. This is the High Guard Tribe podcast. my guest for today. So she has worked for big companies and small ones in marketing agencies and client-facing in the UK and France, don't you know? She's got a master's degree in marketing and she's passionate about helping SMEs use marketing effectively. When she's not working, she likes to run, cook, drink, wine and decorate, although not at the same time. That would be a skill. She's also a very devoted cat momma. It's Zoe Roddice, marketing specialist, no less. Welcome, Zoe. Well, thank you very much, Dawn. What an intro. I know, everyone <laughs> says that, but it's just got that out there about you. But it's it's amazing, is it, when you listen to it in that way, how great it sounds, actually. So my first question to my guest is always, how high is your vibe right now on a scale of 1 to 10? I'd say it's it's about a 9. Pretty what high vibe. Is. Well, you can't see, listen, but she looks like. She's very congruent with that. Why is it so high of a nine on the midweek of a Wednesday?
1: I think that I'm just having a really good time at the moment. So I've got... Lots of stuff going on work wise and personal wise that's all really, really positive. My husband's nickname for me is Pollyanna as well, which it doesn't always mean as a compliment, but it does mean that most of the time I can find the the really positive thing in the smallest of things. So I think that that helps. I love that. And I'm with you on the Pollyanna that we maybe we should start a Pollyanna club actually. Write that down,
0: write <laughs> that down. Right. So before we get into all the exciting things going on, right now I'd love you to share with the listeners a bit about your background leading up to what you're doing now because I know you've got a very varied and interesting background which includes living in Nice at some point does it not? Yes
1: yes it does indeed so yeah as you alluded to earlier I have worked in all sorts of different kinds of companies always in marketing so I was doing my English Lit degree and then suddenly had a panic and thought what the hell am I going to do with my life? I don't want to be a teacher. What else am I going to do with an English degree? And just somehow decided that marketing would be an option for me. So applied to do a master's, got accepted, and it's like the rest of my life, got I say mapped out from there I wouldn't say it was it was a plan but it's it's all worked out quite nicely thank you and so I've worked for big clients like the British Printing Company and Royal Sun Alliance I've worked for tiny agencies but working with big brands so I worked with Whitbread, Express Dairies, Tesco all sorts of different people I used to do all the on-pack promotions for Del Monte oh so you know when you collect all the you cut the bits out and you collect the vouchers in the olden days and you'd send off for, for stuff i used to design and sort out all of those and then yes worked and lived in france as well so that was i'd, I'd taken a bit of a sideways move into project management and then nine eleven happened so all the projects up and down the country just came to a stop and i was originally offered a sabbatical so went and cooked in a villa in the south of france for five months met a guy came back got made redundant from my job went straight back to france and then ended up working organizing uh conferences for a big international company based just outside Uh, Nice. So I I lived in um, Villefranche-sur-Mer to start with and then moved to Nice. Oh my God, it was amazing. I loved it. I I still miss it. I've been back. It'll be 20 years next year since I came back and I still miss it. But I came back to set up ZHR Marketing the first time because my French wasn't good enough to have been able to set up my own business out there. Now, you, you'll get this, I think in reality that was a self-limiting belief Definitely. because I think if I'd stayed a bit longer, my French was was on that turn and I, give me another two years, I think I'd have been fluent but anyway, whatever we, I, I, it's one of those sort of sliding doors moments that I think whichever way I'd jumped, whether I'd stayed in France or I'd come back to the UK it would have been the right decision and then Yeah, I I ran ZHR for 11 years doing marketing for small businesses and didn't have a plan, didn't have big goals or anything like that. So guess what? I didn't achieve big things. I know that that uh, resonates very much with you and all the stuff that, that you talk about. So I ended up closing ZHR went back to work for another agency and then went to work for action coach who do business coaching. And then in the pandemic, I was made redundant from, from my role with action coach. And I just, I'd been doing marketing and business development for one of the coaches. And I just thought, do you know what? All this time I've been saying, if I knew before what I know now, I'd have done everything in my business differently. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got an idea, <laughs> why don't I do it all differently? And so I set back up. So 1st of September, what would that have been, 2020? Yeah. In the pandemic, I went live again with ZHR Marketing version two and have been having a really great time ever since. And I've added another country to my portfolio because I have a client, I, I I have two consultancy clients and one of them is based in Berlin. So wow. I now go and work in Germany as well.
0: Oh,
1: Zeg. That's, that's, that's about <laughs> the <of> <laughs> yeah, that. It's Zeg, you do. I'm learning it, but it's ever such <laughs> a hard uh, language.
0: Oh, it is. Gosh. Oh, now I'm going to reminisce about I did German at o level that so that dates me and i i didn't mind it so much written because i knew the verb had to go at the end of the sentence i just used to write it out and then do the big arrow to take it to the end of the sentence Uh
1: is completely i did see i only did french at school i didn't do german
0: well i loved french and i was really good at it so i thought well i'll do german and that'll be you know just as easy (laughs) nine if we not (laughs) (laughs) so full of things there in what you said When you switch from English to marketing, when you were doing your degree, and this kind of ties into the question that I wanted to ask, because, forgive me, but that was a fair few years ago, when when marketing probably wasn't even, you know, that well known, and certainly not known, you know, by just small business owners, maybe. And so I wonder what made you go for marketing when it was, I mean, sometimes it's referred to as a dark art now. You know, then it must have been even more so. And then Zoe, please share with us, you know, what is marketing actually? Because
1: does anyone really know other than you marketers? So I'll answer the first question first. And I can tell you specifically what it was that made me. Um, apply for the course. So during the summer holidays, or one of the holidays, I was at home, and my mum wanted to sell a saddle that she had, mm-hmm. and she was doing something to to put an ad together because I mean this was this was social media hadn't even been invented, so it was like you know a square card on a pinboard in the post office or something and she was putting this ad together and i was reading in it i was like nobody's gonna want to buy it from that here let me let me write something for you because of course i used to write loads and loads of essays and everything so you know i could i could write and so let me let me make it sound more interesting so i i rewrote this redid this ad for her that we then, I said, well, look, if you want to sell a saddle, there's a pet shop in town, there's this place, let's go and put them all over in these places. Mm-hmm. And she sold her saddle. And I thought, I really enjoyed doing that. I wonder if I can do that for a job. I <laughs> I literally, literally, and I I don't think I've ever told that story before. But that's literally where it came from.
0: That's
1: a great story. I absolutely love that. You should definitely have that in your marketing, Zoe. Yeah, I should probably kind of embellish it a bit, shouldn't I, really? But it was something, it was, I I got really focused on it and I really enjoyed it. And it was, it was something, it was something that lit a fire in me. And I I was also doing something at university where I was, (laughs) I was in in a band,
0: believe it or not.
1: We had one song, California Dreaming. (laughs) We were a tambourine ensemble. <laughs> we we <laughs> So we actually, we were an ironic band because everybody else was in a band yeah. and we were a bit jealous. And so we set up our own band, but in an ironic way. So California Dreaming was our song. Tambourine ensemble. Only two of us had tambourines. I was one of them and I have no rhythm. So the tambourine is not naturally my instrument. But <laughs> what I did do... Was created the promotional material for the band right and so we we named ourselves the clique um and it was because we were talking about everyone else who were in their bands being really cliquey so so we were the clique so i designed a logo i designed all these posters and it was like the one time where i was actually again so focused on something i stayed up all night doing it Mm -hmm. and i loved it and you know what we never ever ever played a gig but every bugger on campus had heard of the clique we're, we're yeah out. they didn't know who we actually were they thought we were some like really you know we we got this mystique they thought it was like some big 60s band or well, something like that you, that was why but yeah but everybody knew about the clique and there was yeah. a bit of a buzz on campus but uh yeah so yeah. it was it was the fact that i re- i really enjoyed doing that kind of thing
0: Hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but I've got a question for you. In fact, I've got a couple of questions for you. Have you ever had a moment when you suddenly felt everything shift or everything just became clearer and you knew that everything had just changed for you? Well, I have several times and I love, love, love that feeling. And I got to thinking, Most of those times have happened at live in-person events. There's just something about the power of being with like-minded people who are looking for similar outcomes to you. And I don't know, just the all-round energy created that just leads to epic transformation. And that's what we're creating for you at High Vibe Live on June the 25th at Hogarth Hotel, Sully Hall. It's an event that's filled with expansive and informative content that leaves you feeling braver than ever, ready to stretch your abilities further than ever, and trust in what you are doing more than ever. Are you available for all of that? Does that make you feel fired up? Then you need to join us on June the 25th to experience High Vibe Live for yourself. Tickets are still available they're under a hundred pounds for the day and you can even spread the payment over three months if you're quick so don't miss this opportunity to experience your own moment your transformation starts the moment you say hell yes i am in drop us an email at team at dot com, and we will get you sorted now back to the podcast
1: And that kind of leads into in terms of what marketing is, Yes, it's there's lots and lots of different formal definitions and all, all of that kind of thing. But from a small business perspective, I would say marketing informs everything that you do in your business, because it's all about how you build relationships with your Prospective clients, showing that you can solve a problem for them and making them want to choose you as the provider. Wow! So, so, and it and it comes it comes to everything. People think what really annoys me is when people say, "Mark, I've been reading some posts today on LinkedIn." Sorry, I'm going off on sixty two different tangents here. And I was reading some posts, and it was somebody who was promoting themselves as a doing marketing for businesses. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. What do they do? Social media. And that's literally all they do. Yeah. Now, social media is a marketing tactic, but it is not marketing in its entirety. So so I would like to, I want a soapbox and go around shouting <laughs> that. That's one of my biggest bugbears. There's more to marketing than social media. Yeah. And then the next misconception, if you like, is that promotion is marketing. Mm -hmm. but actually promotion is another part of marketing and a load of tactics at which you get your message out but at the heart of marketing there's everything from how you interact with your clients the messaging that you put together for them how you're building your product or your service to best serve your clients you know there's even how you're pricing there's all how you how you get your message out there how you get your products out there marketing's at the heart of everything but ultimately it's about making encouraging people to buy from you
0: okay so i've got a couple more questions there Sorry, i
1: just like rambled for no,
0: no no that was brilliant so you talked about tactics social media is a tactic promotion is a tactic and what came to me then is, you know, when I am talk to my clients, I'll look at, OK, so let's look at what the overarching strategy is. Then what are some of the tactics that you could do? And then what are the actions that you're actually going to take? Yeah. So you talk there about, you know, that's a tactic, that's a tactic. So I guess the missing piece, the star, the fact that you talked about, after, that's the strategy. And so yeah. is that what you help people with within your business?
1: So um, the way I'm currently working is is, um, I'm running a membership because I I want to help a lot of very small businesses. And this strategic bit is so important. And it's the bit that people don't understand, don't know about. So when people come and talk to me about their marketing and they they might start talking about a tactic, like they want to do an email campaign or something, I always encourage people to take a step back. And the four things that I bang on about day in, day out, I'm very dull on it, is what are your goals? Who is your target market? What is your product offering or your service offering? And what's your pricing structure? And those four things have got to align with each other. Because if you haven't got all of those four things sorted out, Any promotional tactic that you're going to do is going to be completely scattergun because if you don't know, if you don't, if you haven't got goals, you don't know how many customers you've got to have to earn the amount of money that you want to earn. So you don't know how big your marketing job is. If you don't know who your target market is, then you're just shouting into the ether, you know you've got that small business thing of, of um, not wanting to miss out on a sale. So you'll sell to anybody. Yeah. But actually, if you know who you want to sell to, you can refine your messaging. So the people who you want to buy from you know that you're selling to them and will come and buy from you. Mm. And it's the same with your product, your product has got to be right for your target market. And then your price has got to be appropriate for what, amount of value you're giving in your product and for what your target market will pay so you get all of those sorted out and then when you come to do an email campaign a you can determine whether it's the right tactic to do in the first place but then you know who you need to have in your list you know the types of things that will resonate with them you know what you're trying to say to them you know how often they'll want to hear from you etc etc so you can when you've got all those four things sorted out you can make loads of decisions about everything else
0: I love that and when if I think about you know when I first started in business um even when I came back into coaching after my little sojourn running the family business I probably didn't actually have that because I was just so obsessed if you like of I've got to get on social media because I think that everyone puts far too much story just social media but i would just be saying anything because i haven't really got that worked out yeah what you say for you um you said about going you know working at action coach and then being made and starting ZHR, ZHR version two do you think that you that piece while you were at action coach kind of added into your knowledge and did it oh, make 100% what i've been missing the first time around yeah
1: like- yeah yeah and it's funny because i did i did do this so when i when i set up again it was very much that i'd i'd always enjoyed doing the strategic bit but the strategic bit had always been to identify the tactical stuff that i could then deliver for clients and i i didn't i didn't enjoy doing the delivery as much as i enjoyed doing the strategic bit so so when i set up again that was the bit i really wanted to focus on and actually, the the things that I learned in Action Coach massively enhanced that as well, particularly, I think, around the goal setting bit and how important that is, because you have to have an end goal. If you're working towards something, you've constantly got your eye on the prize. Mm-hmm. And when I'd, when I'd done the strategic bit prior, it was very much, what are your business goals? But when you're a small business owner, you and your business, you kind of become one. Even if your end goal is to sell your business, it's, it's, that's, that's, you've got to build something that will allow you to do that. So.
0: And do you think as well, in the beginning, you know, we've, we've both been there, it's very much money in, money out. You're trying to pay the bills. And so it's almost even if you thought about having a bit of a strategy, I think sometimes it goes out the window because you're just like, somebody pay me some money. I yeah. need to, I need to feed my kids this week, and it's kind of like goes out of the window, and it's so easy to get distracted if you haven't got that strategic piece in place.
1: Yeah, and it and it's funny. So when I had ZHR marketing the first time, and people would say, you know, well, what's what's your goal? And I'm like, I want to pay my mortgage every month. Yeah, and funnily enough that's all I ever achieved. Whereas now, you know, I've got a much bigger goal mm. and my business has grown and is much bigger and I'm achieving much better things than I would ever have considered possible before. And I don't know, you know, there's there's all this stuff about asking the universe and, and you know, for some people it's a bit woo woo and whatever. But I think having quite, a huge mindset shift and a f- focus on a goal has made an enormous difference, definitely. Well, I'm changing
0: here, obviously, because that's the stuff that I talk about all the time. And I say, it's "Yeah, mindset, it's money magic and what what i mean by that is you've got to have the right mindset so you've got to do that in the kind of work the money piece you've got to do the actions the kind of the, the strategy the business development that kind of thing and then the magic yeah the woo you know the energetic piece the kind of universe piece yeah that together the three of those i think where those meet yeah That's the power trio and that's kind of you know when it can all come together really well. But you have to work all all of those pieces. You know, I think sometimes the woo, if you like, people think oh it's a bit it's a bit woo-woo. That's because they think you've just got to sit on your bed going, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire. Well, yeah, no, no, that's not it, people. If anyone's out there thinking what the universe and the woo is all about, well, come and have a conversation with me. I'll I'll tell you all about it. It's not about that. You have to take the aligned action. Yeah, it's that aligned action for me. So you know yeah. where you're going. It's aligned with where you're going, and take the action piece.
1: You know? Absolutely, and I think the belief as well is really important because you you know people do affirmations and all of that kind of thing, and and if you don't believe in what you're actually affirming yeah. then it's not going to work but one of the things that I heard somebody say recently that really resonated with me because because I've got this really big goal and it sounds ridiculous and it just sounds you know even to myself when I say it out loud I'm thinking people think you know how the hell are you going to achieve that but my this thing that I that I've got at the minute is well somebody else has done it so yeah. there's no reason that I can't do it
0: so Zoe, you have led me into this now. So i course, I'm gonna make you say it out loud,
1: aren't I? So what is it? So so I've got I've got this goal yeah. that am I w I'm I'm going to retire on the seventeenth of August, twenty thirty one. And at that point, I want my business to be turning over sixty million pounds a year.
0: Ooh, see, now, that is amazing, and I love that. And you know, the only thing I would say, obviously, you said it going, it sounds ridiculous, even to me. And this is the thing with affirmations, right? I have a love hate relationship with affirmations because you're right, you do have to believe them, yeah. And so, you, you create what I call an
1: affirmation ladder. So, and, and I am going to freedom. do it, I no, am going so to do true. it that because I've decided, I'm not quite sure how yet, but every month every you know i'll get towards it and the other thing is i suppose in my mind i've got this thought that if i don't get to 60 million but i get to 15 million then you know having said i'll get to 1 million and get into three hundred thousand, which one where do i want to aim for i'll go for the 60 million and just get as close as i can
0: and it's it's you're exactly right there it's about becoming the person
1: who know,
0: I'm learning to become the person who turns over 60 million. And I think that sometimes, you know, people talk about good, stretchy goals, for me, it has to be enough of a stretch, say someone comes to me and they're like, right, well, I'm earning 3k a month, and I want to earn 5k a month, I will always be talking about the goal beyond the goal. Because for a few reasons, one, our brain freaks out if it doesn't know what's what's going to happen after the 5k. But also, the, the gap between three and 5K, although to someone might seem huge, the, the things that you have to do are not that different. Yeah. And so what I'm looking is to create a big transformation change. So I'll be like, well, well let, let's aim for eight because then yeah. you have to change what you're doing. Yeah. Most people would go three, five. I could, I could probably do what I'm doing now just on a bigger, yeah. know, bigger scale. And for transformation, we need to be doing different things. So I love that sixty million. Check back with us in is it twenty thirty one? Um, yeah,
1: seventeenth of August on
0: the 20... before you retire, just <laughs> to make sure that you are on track. So <laughs> So given that you've got that massive goal, this might come into this. But what what's your biggest challenge day to day at the moment? Do you think in your business?
1: Um, I think at the moment it's the fact that um, I want to grow my membership to to bring in that that kind of turnover so I, I I want I want to help a lot of small businesses and there are so many small businesses out there that need this amount of business but at the minute I'm also doing consultancy work which which obviously helps to fund the you know me being able to set this up and so my my biggest challenge is just around time but i know that you will challenge me on that so it's about focus and priority and the times when client work comes in that i obviously have to prioritize so the time that i was going to put aside to say build the next module or whatever um is is being squeezed or i have to try and do that elsewhere but i've taken the first step by outsourcing certain parts of of what i randomly or ironically my marketing um which which i know (laughs) sounds amusing but you know they all cobbler's children going barefoot it's it's easy to tell people to do these things but i do fully understand the challenges that people face around time and because i've got to do so much of it at the moment something's got something's got to give and i'm not going to make put somebody else in charge of actually building my membership because that's that's um something that's massively important to me and to to um deliver what i want to deliver in there so the marketing's been outsourced but that's made a huge huge difference
0: that's really interesting because you said right at the beginning of that about time and you are right. you know, it is about focus and priority and we'll always find the time to do the things that are a top priority. And the one thing I would say is, you know, put, I would say to people, put it in the diary, even if you don't know what it is, a block of time in the diary so that you can, you know, you've got the time there to do what you want to do. So you actually yeah. with that, but it's really interesting that you recognised about outsourcing because quite often people go, oh, I, I can't afford to, for instance, but it's like the flip is, can you afford not to? Because yeah, and that, and
1: that's the point know, I got to. Things.
0: Yeah, so yeah. I, I love that, and particularly that it's around marketing, but it's really good to, to me that you recognise that and let go of the piece that you can let go of to enable you to pour all of your available time into the piece that only
1: Yeah, you can yeah, and also the, the, the bit that I've outsourced it's the bit where it's a lot of the technical side of stuff as well. So, you know, building automations and that kind of, which I can do, but because I don't do it all the time, I'm very, very slow. And actually, it's not a good use of my time. So I'm, I'm better off giving that to somebody who's really good at it, can do it really well so that I can, it's the difference between the £10 jobs and the £100 jobs, isn't it?
0: Yeah, exactly. So, for anyone that doesn't know about that, do you just want to expand on that a bit?
1: So, I don't. I don't know where the concept comes from because it's just one of the things I've picked up in various sessions that i've been at but if you were to price a job out you know how much would it cost you to for somebody else to do it versus what's your what's the value of your time so if your time is worth 100 pounds an hour and somebody else can do the job for 10 pounds an hour why are you spending an hour doing it and costing yourself 100 or 90 100 pounds is it even 110 the maths bit i'm not good at but yeah yeah and
0: that's exactly right it's like you know yeah i could build a website on Wix but it'll probably take me two weeks and a divorce you know whereas I could pay someone you know 700 quid for a basic website and it you know it'd be done and i and
1: someone skilled who can make it do the things that you can't do anyway yeah exactly yeah so
0: I like to ask about what's coming up for you this year and what you're excited about so I think I probably know what that is but um tell us what is coming up for you this year
1: So it's growing the membership. So the membership launched last month and it's growing it and enabling as many, and and when I say small businesses, I really am talking small businesses. So whether you call them sole traders, micro businesses my solopreneurs whatever it's it's the it's that very small end of the market startups definitely if you're a startup listening to this and you want some marketing help come in now and get some good habits but it's helping as many people as possible get some good habits do do their marketing right right from the start because you can waste a lot of time getting it wrong mm-hmm. which Obviously, you might be spending money on it, so you're losing that money, but you're also losing out on opportunities, so you're losing that money as well. Whereas if you do it right right from the start, and it's £99 a month, so it's not you know going to break the bank mm-hmm. um, and the return on investment, because one of the things I'll help people with is getting their pricing right, yeah. so they will be able to recoup monies yeah. Very quickly. Love that. Well, so yeah. I to
0: that in the show notes as well. And on that note, where
1: are the best places for people to connect with you? Probably LinkedIn. So I am the only Zoe Roddis on LinkedIn. That's so um, <laughs> it's like when I was getting married at the ripe old age of you won um it was like do i change my name don't i change my name and i goog i i checked out zoe Roddis on linkedin and there were no others and i'm like right i'm changing my name <laughs> wow yeah it wasn't the only reason but it you know <laughs> yeah you're quite consistent and prolific on
0: linkedin aren't you i, I yeah. like LinkedIn as, a, as a platform i really really oh, do yeah so we'll pop that in there for you. And then I always finish the podcast with the last word. So this is where I ask my guests their last something or other. Could be holiday, could be this, could be that. So get ready for this. So oh. I would like to know what was the last thing that you bought after some after seeing some
1: really great marketing? Oh, I can tell you exactly what it was. So let me just bring a LinkedIn in up on my other screen because I saw somebody on LinkedIn. Oh, I can't find it now. Um, they were talking about a subscription, a, a through the post gardening subscription and here we go elizabeth fox the rose press garden and she'd done a lovely post on linkedin and it was just before mother's day and i thought oh what a phenomenal idea and that's one of my things at the moment people think linkedin is a business to business platform yeah business owners we're all consumers so if the b2c people get on linkedin and sell to us as well there is so much opportunity on linkedin for that right now crazy how people don't think it's the platform that they should be on
0: so yeah okay that was a good one I've got one more for you so what was the last great piece of advice that you were given
1: um I think that it was again I saw it on LinkedIn (laughs) and it was uh, I don't get out much um it was Stephen Bartlett was had a post on there and it was about imposter syndrome and it was about reframing it so that rather than feeling like you weren't good enough you were actually just entering another opportunity to grow so ban the whole expression imposter syndrome and just when you're feeling that nervousness embrace the opportunity to go through another growth spurt is that something i can say
0: definitely and i i love that because or you can send me me off on a soapbox now i think sometimes these terms come out and then people attach to them And whilst they have, you know, some of the symptoms of that, they then identify as that. So imposter syndrome, anxiety, you know, I remember when my daughter was in the last year of school and it was like, literally, oh, this person's got anxiety, this person, I've got anxiety. It's like everyone has got anxiety. And whilst I'm not taking away from people who genuinely have that, I just think we maybe throw terms around and imposter syndrome is one. But nobody's heard of that term. and And
1: it's so limiting
0: and this is the thing with labels is that people then identify and then live into that label yeah that's a topic for another day so thank you Zoe thanks for joining us today on the High Vibe Tribe podcast we'll put all your details in the show notes for everyone to connect with you and that's it from me today I'll be back soon with a new episode but in the meantime remember to keep those vibes high. thank you for listening to the High Vibe Tribe podcast with me Dawn Owen I'd love to know what your number one takeaway was from this episode. Feel free to screenshot the episode and tag me in on social media. And if you know someone who would enjoy it too, then don't keep it to yourself. Share the vibes. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you get notified as soon as the next episode drops. If you're not already a part of the High Tribe community over on Facebook, then come and join us there. The link is in the show notes. And I'll see you on the next episode. In the meantime keep those vibes high.